0: will say it's good to be here this morning. I'm thankful and honored uh, to be able to gather and worship one more time. Uh, so many times we forget what an honor it is to gather together. God's made provision today for us to be here. I'm glad of that. I want to read a couple of scriptures in opening. and I, I pray today we would just come together and worship in spirit and in truth as one body of Christ. If you're from a different body, you're still in the body of Christ. I'm glad of that today. So you pray a couple of scriptures I want to re- read. This is in Revelation 19. Beautiful scripture here. John is describing what he's seeing to the churches. Revelation 19.13 says this, And he was clothed with the vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. John 1 said this, he said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. Down in verse 14, he says this, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Thank God for the vesture that was dipped in blood. When I couldn't die a death that was sufficient, when I deserved death, Christ died in my stead. I'm washed in his blood, clothed in his righteousness this morning. I'm glad of that. If you're hearing lost, I pray that God speaks to you. We'll pray and we'll turn it over to the choir. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning honored, humbled to be here. God, we thank you for your marvelous grace. God, your marvelous mercy. God, we thank you for your precious word, God, and that it provides instruction for our lives. And God, when we can't feed off of anything else, God, we know we can come to your precious word, God, and find knowledge. We can find hope, and we can find anything we'll ever need in your word. God, pray today that somebody would find what they stand in need of. God, we know this world is falling away quickly. God, we believe you're coming back very, very quick. God, let us work and let us labor while there's time. God, let us weep for souls while we have an opportunity. God, thank you for the day and the time when we leave this world and depart and go home. God, pray you'd help us, lead us, and guide us in this service. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: Turn it over 9.
2: house this morning uh, if you're here and you saved by the grace of God ain't you glad to be free this morning ain't you glad that you washed in that blood uh, that man that knew no sin became sin for you this morning and he hung on that old cross uh, that's a sad story but the good part buddy he got up at third morning the morning, morning and saw him Uh, Just for old center boy down there on Little Clear Creek. And uh, I want you to know he died for you this morning. And I don't care what you've done, what you think, how bad you are in this world. I want you to know Jesus loves you this morning. And he wants to save your soul. Uh, So I pray this morning while we can come together, one mind and one accord. In spite of the devil. Uh, the devil, uh, he, want, he wants to just tear us apart this morning. But I, I, I pray we give him a black eye this morning, Cooper. Uh, in spite of the devil, I want to have a good service this morning. So, uh, if you would stand to your feet, anybody with unspoken prayer requests this morning, remember all there. Anybody with a spoken? Yeah, buddy. Never happened. Anyone else? Remember that one. I remember the loss this morning remember that I'm thankful that we got a guard big enough to answer all our prayers. Amen. Anyone else? our pastor this morning. Yeah. I to songs time I the time and place Yeah. That's good. If you ain't got a time and a place this morning, why well, you can get it. Uh, I'm thankful for that this morning. Anybody else got anything before we go to the Lord in prayer? Remember that. Anyone else? If not why solid, lead us in prayer. I ask it this time if anybody's got a song or a testimony on their heart. I believe we got some coming. Pray for them.
3: You may wonder why I sing His praise every chance that I get. You may wonder why I raise my hands and why I shout amen. You may wonder why tears fill my eyes when I hear the old rugged cross. You may wonder why I live for Him Why I serve Him at any cost. But if you knew what my life was like Before Jesus came and made things right And saved me from the mess that I was in. And if you only knew where I would be Had it not been for Calvary, then my friend, you would understand. Looking back on how far I've come and how much he has blessed, all the joy he has given me despite my sinful past no greater friend have i ever known than this one who walks by my side and oh what a difference since he came into my life if you What my life was like before Jesus came and made things right And saved me from the mess that I was in And if you only knew where I would be Had it not been for Calvary Then my friend, you would understand And if you only knew where I would be Had it not been for Calvary Then, my friend, you would understand Then, my friend, you would understand
2: Else got a song or a testimony this morning. Oh, I was sitting there thinking about what a good week He's given us this week. He's He's woke me up a few days this week, solid, and I've just had Him on my mind, uh, just walking around the job site, just humming the old songs and uh, just singing, walking around with a big smile on my face, Billy Ray. I, it's been a good week, and uh, we had a good service over there Friday night, and it was uh, it was real good meeting Billy Ray. I loved hearing you sing that old song it's, uh, it blessed my heart, and uh, the only thing that'd make this week better uh, was to end it with uh, somebody getting saved this morning. My, I, that's my heart's desire this morning to see somebody get saved. so uh, does anybody got anything song or testimony on their heart? Pray for Sean as he curves.
4: <clears throat> My mind gets so stressed about the world that we're in. The struggles and battles and the heartache of sin. Old Satan's attack the church of today. They've left God's old path and they found a new way. But I thank God for the altar. That's where I got in That old time conviction Revealed all my sin And that old King James Bible It still works today I thank God I was saved In the old fashioned way That old-fashioned preacher, they say he must go. Just give us a smooth one who puts on a show. Don't sing us them old songs about dark Calvary. Just sing us a new song and happy will be. Oh, but I'd like to tell you I'm not going that way. I'll stay with the blood. That's a price Jesus paid. I was born in a fire, and the smoke will not do. I'm walking that old path, brother. How about you? And I thank God for the altar. That's where I got in. That old time conviction revealed all my sin. And that old King James Bible, it still works today. I thank God I was saved in the old-fashioned way. Glad for that old way.
2: I believe it's time to turn it over to the preacher this morning. I don't know if I'm allowed to do it or not, but all right, well, we'll turn it over to the preacher. Pray for him, church.
0: We appreciate everything that's been said and done. Appreciate the songs. Appreciate Levi opening up. I was trying to get his attention to come out of the choir. He was about staring at me. I think he knew it was coming. Um, But I appreciate him opening up. I thank God for you being here today, whether you're lost or saved. This is the best place you could be. Um, I don't say that because of me standing here. I don't say that because of myself. I say that because we stand before a holy God who came to seek and save that which was lost. I desire your prayers today. I, I, I'm going to get into the Word. I don't feel like asking for another song. We're going to dig in. I thank God for His precious Word. And I ask of you today, read this like it's alive. We look at the Word so many times and we read it like it's just another book. Friends, this is the best book you'll ever read. It speaks to me today. I've never found a book in my life that I can sit down and read and tear my heart apart. Why? To know that God died for me. Why would He die for a sinner? Because He loved us. I'm glad of that today. Let's get into the word Romans chapter number 5. Romans chapter number 5 and verse number 6. You Bible readers know this scripture and that's okay. I want to say this today, that the preaching of of the cross, the preaching of Christ is not just good for those that are lost. The preaching of the cross is the answer to every problem you're going to ever have. What's the problem with our churches today? Preacher, what do we do with our churches? What do we do with our nation? We preach the cross. Well, preacher, I, I like the motivational messages, and I want to say those are good. I like when a man will get up and step on my toes, but I want to say nothing steps on my toes more than when someone reminds me that Christ died in my stead. It makes me want to live right. It makes me want to live holy. It makes me want to live right before God. Today, if you're a church member, this is good for you. If you're lost, this is good news to you. I thought about this as I was studying this. We'll get around, me and my buddies, we'll tell stories sometimes. And I'm sure that they've heard some stories from me over and over and over and over. And they're tired of hearing it. I want to say this is a story that I'll never get tired of hearing. It's new to me every day. It's new to me every morning. It's new to me every hour. It does not get old. Romans chapter number 5, verse number 6. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled we shall be saved by His life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we now have received the atonement. And so you pray this morning, if I could give you a text or a subject, it would be a simple one, The Ungodly. And I know that sounds simple, it's a small title, but I want you to think about that. The Ungodly carries a lot of weight to it. There is not a single one that's ever been excluded in that number, save Jesus. There is one man who was born and was godly. I don't want to jump ahead of myself. Let's dig into this. Romans begins, and Paul is writing, he says, for when we were yet without strength in due time. I love how Paul writes this. He writes, writing to men and telling them when we were without strength, when we did not have the ability, when we did not have the capability, when we did not have the strength, to get to God. He says in due time. I want to say this this morning that you and I, we do not have the strength to get to God. We never have the ability. There's never been a single man born that's had the ability from his birth to get to God. Why? Because we are separated from Him. There is a great division there. Why? Because we are sinners. We are wretched. We are vile. We walk contrary to God. There's nothing of God when we are born that we like. We may like the idea of God, but hear me good and well. We are Weak in our flesh, in that we love sin and we love to be sinners. Preacher, how can you stand and say that to me today? Can I say that even in the privatest of times, you love sin today? You can say, Preacher, I live a good life publicly. I know that in your private life and in your private time, you love sin. Why? It is your nature, it is your being. I want to say that I am not excluded in that today. I'm not preaching at you. I'm saying that every man, including myself, we've been born we are an heritage of a sin nature that loves sin more than we love God why don't we have the strength to get to God today it's not in ourselves Jeremy I cannot look at God and say God I want to get to you there had to be someone to come and have strength for me when I did not have the strength to get to him God had to make a way so we could get there Oh, friend, today you're without strength. Can I tell you that? That we don't have the strength to get to God today. That you'll never have the strength to get to God. Except God intervenes. Here's what Paul says. He says, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Can I say this today, friends? That God is always right on time. Well, preacher, the cross of Christ, where it lays in history, it doesn't make sense that it would come at that point. Why didn't it happen in the Garden of Eden after man had first fell? Can I say this? That in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. There was no mistake in that. There was no wondering. God had a perfect plan. Mary and Martha were standing one day and their brother Lazarus had died. And Jesus was afar off and they sent for Him. Lazarus was dead three days and He came walking. Jesus did unto Mary and Martha. Mary and Martha said, Behold our Lord, if You would have just been here, Lazarus would not have died. He looked at Martha. He said this. He said, Behold... This death is not unto death, but it is for the glory of God. Can I say this today, friends, that Jesus was right on time? Can I say this, that today Jesus is right on time? In due time, when the fullness of time was come, God sent His forth His Son made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. Can I tell you the good news today, friends? That I'm no longer an orphan. I've been adopted into the royal family. Why? It's not because of what I did. But it's because in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. I thought about that little blind man that was laid at the pool of Bethesda. There was an angel that would come down to that pool. That was It was at the sheep gate and there was five areas in there. And at certain times of the day, the angel would come down and begin to trouble that water. And the first man that got in that water, they would be healed of any ailment that they had. That blind man, that little man that was laid there by the wayside, he was lame. Levi couldn't move on his own. Jesus came walking unto him and he said, Why are you not jumping into the water? he said I can't no man can get me there I can't walk here's the thing today friends that pull there he couldn't get there Jesus said I'll get you there can I say today friends that for that little blind man that Christ came in due time can I say for you today friends that Christ has come in due time I thought about the woman with the issue of blood as she was standing, and the Bible says that she had tried all that she had, she had spent all that she had, and she had went on to many physicians, but was nothing better, but rather she grew worse. Can I say today, you're not getting better, you're growing worse. Here's the good news. Christ is walking into your life as we speak. Christ comes walking and He's walking through that town, and there's a little woman with an issue of blood who's tried everything that she can. She's tried all the doctors she's tried to get healed from everybody but there's a man that comes walking comes walking down the street who's like no man she's ever known before behold no man speaks like this man she looked at that man and said if I may but touch the hem of his garment I would be healed of my ailments can I tell you today friends she reached out Jeremy and it was just a little touch of the robe of Jesus and good news the issue of blood was going away can I say today friend that for the a woman with the issue of blood. Christ came in due time. He's on time for you today. There's a consistent thread that's thrown throughout the Bible and it is this, that God has always been, always will be, right on time. Church member today, friend, where is my marriage going? Where is my relationship going? Where is my family going? Can I say this today, friend, that Christ is coming right on time? Well, preacher, I just don't understand how the cross will change everything. In the cross, we find this. We find the greatest love that's ever been known. Do you know what can heal your family? Do you know what can heal your marriage? Do you know what can heal your relationship with your siblings? Friend, I want to tell you today, it is the cross of Christ. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground today is sinking sand. He's the only thing that's going to help you. In due time, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. I'd like to look at this, it says that Christ died for the ungodly. Notice today what the Bible does not say. I love this. The Bible does not say that Christ died for the rich man. The Bible does not say that Christ died for the poor man. The Bible does not say that Christ died for the drunkard. The Bible does not say that Christ died for those who have never tasted alcohol the Bible does not say that Christ died for the drug addict and those who have never had drugs in their body. The Bible does not say that Christ died for those who were born in America or those born in China. The Bible does not look and say that He died for the churchgoer or He died for those who have never stepped in the building. Here's what the Bible does say, friend, this is good news to me. The Bible says that Christ died for the ungodly. Who is that today? That's you. That's me. That's everybody. Can we walk back into the Garden of Eden for a moment? Adam and Eve are there and they eat of the tree of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. They fall in that garden and can I say this today that Christ died for them good news today we go on a little bit further we arrive to a man named David David messes up David made mistakes David goes through his life here's the good news Christ died for the ungodly we go on a little bit further there's a man named Isaiah in his 6th chapter of the book it says that he saw the Lord one high and lifted up in the year that King Uzziah died and the angels began to cry holy, holy, holy can I give you good news that Christ died for the ungodly who would that be today that'd be every man that's ever mentioned in this book that'd be you that'd be me that'd be your friends that'd be your family that'd be your father that'd be your mother that'd be your dead grandma that'd be your dead grandpa friend good news today Christ died for those who could not get to him Oh, bless God today to thank that God looked at the world that was wretched in a world that was vile in a world that didn't deserve life and said, I'll sin the best that heaven has. Oh, friend, today Christ did not just die for the good man. I'm not a great man. I'm a sinner. I'm wretched. I'm vile. But there is one thing that I can claim, and it is this, that Christ died in my stead. Oh, I've got money. I've got wealth today. You may say that. Can I say this, friend? You may be as good of a moral being as anyone can be. You're still ungodly. You're still wretched. You're still vile. You're still not going to get to Him. Why? Because you are without strength. But here's the good news. Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will some die. He's explaining everything we've talked about He would say it's a rarity, it's a a rare thing to find that someone will give their life for a good man. It's a rare thing to find that someone would give their life for a righteous man. Can I be honest with you this morning? There's some folks that I would look at and even good men I would struggle to look and say I'm going to lay down my life for them. I know that's harsh. That's me. That's my mortal being. David's hard to look and say I'm going to give my life for good men, Bill. Here's what Christ did, Jeremy. More than looking at good men, more than looking at righteous men and saying I'm going to give my life for you, Christ looked at the worst mortal being that's ever been. Christ looked at the ungodly the unrighteous the not good and said I will lay down my life for you and every man that's ever been born Isaiah would say this whom shall I send who will go for us he said father I'll go oh you don't have strength today you're not going to get to him I thought about this but God commendeth his love toward us I thought I knew love can I say that My mother and father, they loved me. They raised me. I thought I knew love. My mother and father and my grandparents, they raised me and they did their very best to raise me in the church house. I thought I knew love. I had good friends and I've got good family. I thought I knew love. But there was a day when Christ called my name and I realized what love was. Love was this, I'll lay down my life for you. But where the will and where the will of the testator is, there must also be the death of the testator. It's one thing for God to say, I will die for you, but it is a whole nother for Jesus Christ to be born in Bethlehem, walk 33 and a half years, get hung on a cross, die, and resurrect. He did not only say, I will die for you, friend. Today, good news, He says, I died for you. Oh God, today it'd be different if we looked and said, Jesus Christ is dead. But I have the greatest news that's ever been. Christ is alive and He's well. And He's standing at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you. Oh, good news today that you sit without strength and you don't have the ability to get to God. What well, does that mean that someone had to bridge the gap? The book of Hebrews would say this, that He is the mediator of the New Testament. He's at the right hand of God making intercession for the people. I want to say this today, friends. If it came to me and I'm not righteous, I couldn't do this. But I had to die a death for someone, I would not count it joy. I'd count it sorrow. I'd count it grief. I'd count it a great sadness to die. The book of Hebrews in chapter 12 and verse number 2 says this, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Friend, what an honor today it is to stand and proclaim that God counted it joy to send His only Son to die for wretched men that will continually do Him wrong. What does that mean for you, preacher? That no matter what I do in this life, I'm saved to the uttermost. I know that I am. I've been washed in the blood, friend. I've been born again. Thank God today. How long today, friend, can I ask you this? Are you going to stare at the cross of Christ and look at His finished work? It's finished today. Salvation is acceptable. It's there for you today. How long will you stare at the finished work of the cross of Christ and let it pass you by? Paul writes this. He says, much more than being now justified by His blood. I want to say today that I am justified. That I can go free from any weight that this world has offer preacher how can you claim that you're justified before God I'm not standing on my works of righteousness friend I'm not standing on some good deed I've done I'm not standing on my own blood but I am standing on the precious blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ I'm not standing on Bill I'm not standing on Carl I'm not standing on Jeremy I'm not standing on Terry Brock, friend. but there is a name above all names of which I like to hear and it speaks great peace to my soul it is the blood of Jesus today today can I tell you that Christ's blood has been imputed for righteousness for me that if I was standing in myself and I was standing by myself that I would not be justified but I was once lost and I was undone and I was once a black-hearted sinner. But God took my soul that was black and washed it in red blood and now it's white and it's pure as snow. Friend, what a good thing it is today. Church, can I remind you? That is something to shout about. Why? I've passed from death unto life. I'm not going to hell anymore. Heaven's my home. Friend, can I ask you this today? If we've been enlightened, if we know that there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shine, why do we stand back and look at the cross and just act like it's another day? No, friend, I want to say that the cross is the greatest news that could ever be. That if you want joy in the morning, friend, you better sing of the cross. Oh God, today, I don't want to dive too deep. I don't want to get where I should, but we're going to take our time if that's all right. Can I ask you something? I don't want to get personal. How many times are you going to come to church and just be dead? Preacher, that's harsh. I don't like that. That's fine. I'm going to tell you it anyway. God didn't command me to be careful. God commanded me to step in boldness and in faith. If you hate me, that's fine. I'm not worried about it. If God's pleased, I'm great with that. That's what I want. Friend, today you ought to wake up and realize that Christ died for you. I'm alive in Him. I'm not dead anymore. I can walk in the newness of life. Oh God, we come to church every Sunday and it's a formality and we love to come. Can I ask you this? When's the last time you looked at your Bible and you didn't just look at it, but it opened you and pointed some things out that said you need to change this? You need to change that. Oh God, today we stare at the work of Christ and it's just another story. Today, why, why, why are you going to let this opportunity pass you by? Christian, today, can I say this? That your time is coming to an end. The signs of the times are appearing daily. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. They're giving unto drunkenness and they're enduring strange doctrine. Friend, can I say this? Paul was writing to Timothy, and he said the time will come. Can I say the time is now? We're enduring strange doctrine, but there is one thing that must be said, that Christ has died for you. Can I say this today, friend? Before you tell anybody else about your sports and about your family and about your good job, oh God, let us sing of the cross. When's the last time, friend, you looked at the cross and you not only said, thanks, God, I appreciate it, but your heart began to crumble to know that a righteous, holy God sent the best that heaven heaven had to offer, not a plan B, not a plan C, but a plan A, the best that heaven had, and did not just say, I'll do something for them, but I'll save them from hell. When's the last time your heart broke looking at the cross? Can I say today, friends, that now is the time to get serious about what God has done? Well, preacher, why does it matter? Can I say this? God, forgive me for the times that I've walked through life, looked at the cross, and just thought, oh, well, there it goes. Have you been saved? Have you been enlightened? How selfish it is of me, Jeremy, to not look at every man I know And say can I tell you some great news well preacher I don't want to be considered one of those crazy Christians preacher I don't want to be considered one of those super Christians friend I pray that God would be pleased with my life here's something interesting I don't want to get too deep the Bible insists that Paul was known by hell it says that friend I'd like For the angels and the devils in hell to hate me. Oh God, we've got everybody else. Satan, we've got everybody else going our way, but there's that one that just won't fold over. God, help you and I to stand firm on the word in spite of the devil, in spite of what he throws our way. I'm coming to an end. We're about done, that's fine. Paul's writing, and this is the last part I'll cover, he said that we would be saved from the wrath of God through Christ. Something we don't like to talk about, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. God's wrathful. God's gracious, God's merciful, God's wrathful. We look at that word and we about jump. Can I say this today, friends, that it is a just wrath. I've had wrath in my heart that was unjustified oh but God today has got a wrath that is justified can I tell you that wrath is coming there's a place where there's great sorrow and great tribulation and great trial and great weeping and great gnashing of teeth the rich man was in hell and he lifted up his eyes and he said that Lazarus may dip his finger in water and send it unto me that I may cool my tongue Friend, can I give you the glorious news of the gospel that I'm saved from the wrath of God? I don't have to endure hell. I don't have to walk a moment in hell. But heaven is my home. Christ made me a new creature by his death and resurrection. Well, preacher, I'll just wait one more moment, I'll wait till the next service. Can I say this today, friends? That the wrath of God ought to scare you so bad. You get up from your seat right now and you let go of the pew and you let go of the family and you let go of the world and you let go of the things and realize that wrath is coming today, friend. And you run to the altar now, not waiting another moment, not waiting another second, friend, but realize that wrath is coming very quickly. You ought to run now. Oh, friend, today, what if He came back in the next moment? I believe any second. Can we let a second go by? One Mississippi. We're gone today, friend. At any moment, it could happen. Any day, any hour. We don't know the hour. We don't know the day. But here's what I know: He is coming. And once He comes back, there is no changing decisions. There is no changing your mind. But what you've done with your decision for eternity will be will be where you dwell. Preacher, that's hard today. Listen, you're ungodly. You don't have the strength to make it. I love that Paul writes that and he says, we were without strength. (coughs) The Bible does not say that Christ was without strength. What made Christ different? He was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. He lived a perfect life so that His perfect life could be imputed for you. Can I beg of you today, friend? I heard a preacher say one time I was preaching revival, and he said, I'm not gonna ask for five verses of just I am and sit here and beg and plead. Not me, sorry. I thought about that, how selfish to stand and say, I'm not gonna beg for sinners to come. I thought about Paul, Carl, as he was standing before Agrippa. He looked and he said, Agrippa, Believest thou the prophets in the word? I know that thou believest." Paul standing before Agrippa, begging, Oh, Agrippa, you know the story. Oh, Agrippa, you know that Christ was dead and buried and resurrected. Agrippa, you know that I was persecuting Christians, I was walking ungodly, and a light shone down round about from heaven and saved me. Friend, can I say this today that I beg and I plead? Why? Because the wrath of God is coming! Now's the time. Now is the day of salvation. Get in now. Tomorrow you'll lift your eyes in hell and wish for eternity that you had made a decision to accept Christ as Savior. Oh God, there's people in hell today that would look and say, I heard the same sermon. I heard the same Scripture. And looking back now, I wish that I would have made a move. Don't be another when hell is enlarging her borders every day. Get in the way of eternity that is right. How do you get in the way? Jesus said, I am the way. The truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You know why we're without strength? We can't get there. thought about this. Jesus said, in that day, many... I'll be done quickly. I don't want to ramble. He said, in that day, many shall come unto me and say, we've cast demons out, we've healed in your name. And Here's what Jesus said. He said, I'll look unto them... And say, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for I know you not. Friend, you can read your Bible as long as you want to. Your name is on the church books, and that's grand, that's great. Can I tell you this the great news? I know that my name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. You can wipe my name off of Lime Missionary Baptist Church, it'd break my heart a little bit. Friend, but there is a place where my name is that pencil cannot erase. Can I say this today, friend? Get your name written down and get in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm done today. Stand with us. Come and get a song. I hope you realize the sincerity of this today, the urgency of this matter. This isn't something that you can let pass you by. This is not something you just walk away from, friend. But this is a decision that will stick with you, not just for the rest of your mortal life, but this is a decision about eternity. Well, preacher, how long is eternity? The Bible tells us this, it is from everlasting unto everlasting. You look in eternity and just say you added 100,000 years to eternity. Add 100,000 more, and then 100,000 more, and then a hundred thousand more, and then a million more, and then two million more, you're never going to reach the end. Church, can I say this today? We ought to pray more than we ever have in our lives. Why? Because someone, when you were faced with the decision on eternity, prayed for you. I can see faces in my mind, Neil, that I know as a six-year-old boy called out to God on my behalf. Jeremy, we ought to, with our earnest, heart's desire, more now than ever, cry out to God and say, God, time is coming to an end. God, life is passing by. God, and someone is faced with the decision on eternity. God, help them. God, save them. Friend, today, please, I beg, would you come to Christ and accept Him as Savior? You're never, ever, ever gonna get out of hell. Abraham looked at the rich man. I know I'm talking a lot. I'm just following my heart. Abraham looked at the rich man. He said, "Between us and you, there's a great gulf. They which would pass from thence to you cannot, and they which would pass from thence to there cannot." The rich man looked up, and he saw Abraham, or Lazarus, in Abraham's bosom. I don't want to dive into doctoral things. I don't need to. All I know is the rich man looked up, Jeremy. I can see him as he sat and looked. and thought about every day that beggar cried and pleaded for me to come to Jesus. Oh, God, if I would have just turned my ear and listened to him. I'm not saying this for me. It's not about me. It's never been about me. Never will be. But friend, today, there's a whole lot of people in hell and you hear it all the time. Oh God, if I just would have turned my ear and listened, Taylor, if I just would have heard the glorious news of the gospel one more time and known what I know now, I would go. The decision settled. Here's the thing friend, learn from them. Your decision's not settled. You're here right now. God has made provision, not only for you to be here, but to give you opportunity. I can remember being in high school and we read a book or a sermon clip from a man named Jonathan Edwards. It's called Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. And My first thought was, how in the world are we reading this in school? But our teacher began to talk. She said, he's a fire and brimstone kind of guy. said, this is my stuff. He made this illustration. He said it's as if humanity is held on a string that's the width of a hair over hell. And at any moment it could be cut and they fall into hell. Can I say this? Who's holding the top of that string? God is. It is God today that's holding you where you are, giving you chance and giving you opportunity. But at any moment, that thread that is holding you could be snipped. Well, preacher, what happens? You fall into the lake of fire where there's great weeping and gnashing of teeth. Christ's work is sufficient. That's all I've got to say. I'm done. Sing when you're ready. Christ did a perfect work for you. Christ did a perfect work for me. Would you come today? Would you come and realize that you are a sinner bound for hell? that eternity is right around the corner, that this life is coming to an end oh so quickly, that you don't have the strength to get to God. When we couldn't get to Him, somebody came and was our mediator. Someone died in our stead. Someone took our place. His name is Jesus today. Oh, He's precious. He's more precious than silver or gold. He's, He's wonderful. He's counselor. He's commanding you to come. He's not only telling you, wait a moment, He's not saying just wait a second, but He's saying, come now and come quickly. Come and see the marvelous mercy of God. Come and see the work of Christ. Come and see the finished work of the cross. Oh, today, friend, would you come, please? Come and play with her, would you, today? Oh, God, help us today serious about eternity, God is coming quickly. Would you come today? As one's come and prayed, would you come and pray with them? If you need to pray for yourself, would you come today and seek out God with your whole heart and say, God, here I am, a sinner, wretched and vile and unholy. Oh, but God, I believe Jesus came and was died and was buried and resurrected on the third day in my stead. Would you please come today? God has commended His love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Today, friend, Christ died for you. Would you please come? Would you call to God? satisfied. That's alright. The Bible says the word of God does not return void. I'm believing God for things and I've got confidence in that. I can believe Him for it. Uh, I thank God for His help today. I I want another verse. I I want to say a few things. I'll be done. I, I know you're ready to go and eat and I know you're ready for all those things. But this is the most important part of our week, the most important part of our day. Can I say this today, friends, that A move like that ought to do something to a Christian. Can I say this today, friends? We don't have time for mediocre Christianity anymore. We don't have time for the Christianity that comes in the church house on Sunday and Wednesday, and we like to shout the glory when we're in the church house, but outside we don't do a lick. I'm not preaching at you. I'm not trying to be mean, friend, but it's time to get serious. There's people that are lost, people that need help. As youth group comes and sings today, would you come as God is extending His hand down to you and giving you an opportunity like no man's ever given? Would you come and do what you need to do? It's time to do business with God, friends. Today's the day. Now's the acceptable time. Whether you're lost, whether you've been saved already, whether you've been saved 95 years, It's time to get on fire. Friend, hear me please today. We don't have time left to walk with mediocrity. We don't. Friend, today now is the time God has blessed us so much. The least that we can do is say, Oh God, here's my life. Paul wrote and said that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice for this is your due and your just service. Before I'm known as anything else in this world, God help me to be known as a servant of Christ. Can I ask you this? If you looked around in your workplace and in your family and in your friend group and where you go to school, they've been with Christ. Would they say that today? Friend, now is the time to go into the highways and into the hedges and shout, Christ has died for the ungodly. Today, friend, we don't have time left. God has been good enough that in our disbelief and in our disobedience, He let us live. The amount of times God had every right to cut my life off. Here I am. Friend, God has been so gracious to you to let you be here. Would you come now? Don't wait another moment, friend. God is standing back with pardoning grace and pardoning mercy. Today is the day. It's time to get serious. It's time to get on business. God, leave the things of the world behind. God, blood of fire in my heart that has my mind set on eternity. Friend, can I say this? We've been in the last hour since the cross, but it is a late hour. I love that. Christ is coming back. I don't just believe it's the last days, but it is a late hour in the last days. God, help us to take it serious. As they sing, Would you come today? I'm done. Would you you come, please? Would you please come?
5: Think about what he's
0: done for you this morning. Think about how good he's been.
5: God, forgive us for neglecting you and walking away.
0: God, you've been so good to me. God, I his can't begin to explain how good you've been.
3: Oh,
0: Christian, today it's time to I've live Christ-like.
1: Sinner, today
0: it's time to be saved. Would you come? Song. I'll say this: If you're hearing lost, if you ain't saved, you're still blessed. God's giving you grace. God's giving you mercy to even be here. I'll be honest: I'm walking away with my heart broke. I'm, I'm glad for what the Lord did, not because of me. It's not of me. Nothing I've done. But friend, I know that somebody's eternity was at stake this morning. And I, I'm walking away believing somebody didn't come. I know there was some that moved, and I thank God for them. But, friend, today there's more that need to get in. I'm done. Uh, well, You can be seated. We'll turn it over for announcements if you got any.
1: I have two things. So today um, your final payment for um, Gatlinburg is due. Um, so that's $25 however if you did not pay the first $25 you now owe $50 so um, that is due today so if you have not paid please come and see me we will take check or cash either one and I promise I will cash your checks this week Um, the second thing is (laughs) is um, next Sunday is our normal youth group day Um, and so um, the same t- uh, ages and times and everything that's all all standard and normal um, but we are going to have a spaghetti fundraiser dinner along with that so after our morning service um, we are going to have alfredo and spaghetti brought to you by padroni's um, out in the fellowship hall and this will be donation only um, and this is our last fundraiser that we are going to have for Gatlinburg and um, the youth group's going to work that and we do need um, all of our youth to prepare and bring a dessert because we're going to be offering dessert as well so that's it all right um so i've been slacking on this um but um, we're going to have young adults meeting in february it'll be february 24th it'll be at our house it'll be at 5 p.m and so that's for 18 up and whoever wants to come um if it's on your heart you want to be there and you think you're too old come anyways i'm i'm i guess I'm, I'm getting old i'm going to be there and uh if you can't find a babysitter don't leave your kids as an excuse we'll find something for them to do we'll let them play we'll do something but um it's just uh please come be with us and i'm going to try to do better with that from now on out so uh um, we'll have food. Uh, if you want to, bring a snack. If you don't want to, just come.
6: Blaine's not here, so I'll read his announcements, but I, I first just wanted to say I appreciate Cooper, and I appreciate that message he preached, and it's not an easy message to preach regardless of how long you've been doing it, but um, that's, that's a real tough message the world don't want to hear, but, uh, I appreciate it and I appreciate it. I can bring my children to a place where they'll tell them the truth. Um, so I'm thankful for that, but, um, looks like there'll be a ladies club meeting March 7th at 6 PM here at the church. And then, uh, we have a, a thank you card here from the family of Carol Bowser and, um, I'll, I'll just read it and then we'll posted out there I'm sure but it says to L&B we can hardly express the thanks to our church family the support we had and the warmth all my extended family felt from the viewing to the funeral and the dinner afterward our mother Carol Bowser thoroughly loved joining us she loved the fact that Terry preaches explains and makes it easy to understand the word of God in the Bible she loved Taylor and the beautiful singing of the choir and thank goodness Taylor was available to sing at the funeral I have always heard other families talk about our church in times of grieving. The church stands out. Please accept our sincere thanks for showing off how outstanding this place is. So I appreciate that, and I appreciate our church. I think that's all the regular announcements.
5: I, think that's all the regular announcements and, uh, I know sometimes things happen in church and uh, to people in church, and we like to recognize it. And uh, I, I want to mention this: Ethan took his uh, exam to get into law school for ONU, and uh, Kenny and Blaine wrote him uh, a letter, you know, to try to help out. And he basically got as much of a full ride scholarship after taking his tests, and it's it's like thirty or forty thousand a year. And he's just shy. I heard it was as close to a full ride as they'll give. And that's Ethan Blake. He's third from the end there. I'm proud of him. I think give him around. That's
0: awesome. I appreciate our church, and uh, it's a, it's a family. We band together. I'll say this: I'm I'm proud of Ethan, and uh, he's one of the smartest guys I know. Um, And I'll I'll say that that extends beyond just knowing history and things like that. Ethan loves the Lord, and Ethan knows his Bible, and that's something I can commend. So, Ethan, I love you, buddy. I do. All hearts and minds are clear. Anybody got anything? We'll come to a close. All right. Well, if you're able, don't make an excuse. Be back here tonight. I say that with a smile, but I say that seriously. I told you this morning, eternity is right around the corner. Don't neglect the opportunity God's given us to gather. So be here tonight if you can. Nobody else has anything? We'll ask all that are seated to stand. Ethan, we'll ask you to pray this morning.